You're listening to an L.A. Kings podcast. For more episodes of this and every other Kings program, visit lakings.com slash podcast. Julius Anderson handles it, feeds it right wing side for Tyner, who speeds and shoots, save, rebound, score! Leah's Anderson on the rebound has tied the game with Welcome back to another edition of the Rain Check. Jared Schaffern and Josh Schaefer with you. We are going to be joined in a few minutes by two of the Swedish members of the Ontario Rain roster. That is Leah Anderson and Jacob Moverari. But first, Josh, apparently you have a couple questions for me. Oh, well, I'm just really getting in the, the spirit of of having two of the Swedes on um, Swede cast part one, maybe could we'll be see. it's we'll uh, it, this is if it is, it's part one. So I've been, you know, looking up some Swedish trivia and I thought, you know what? You're a world traveler. Why don't we, you know, you did ask me the other day if I've <laughs> been to Europe and I said, yes. Have you been to Sweden? No. Oh, you're going to do very well. I can oh, tell. God. <laughs> Are these multiple choice? I'll give you a multiple choice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't choose one that was just straight up because then I would feel bad. Um, All right. You ready? Ready. Let's do it. Okay. What is the local currency in Sweden? Is it the euro, the Scandinavian pound, the Swedish crown, or the swish? The euro. That is incorrect. Really? Uh, Yes. The answer is the local currency in Sweden is the Swedish crown. Wow. I knew that. In the Czech Republic, there's the Czech crown. Didn't mm-hmm. know that they had them in Sweden as well. Yeah, they do. They do. All right. Oh, for one. All right. Not a good start here. I am not going to try to pronounce this, so I will instead give you what it translates to. Who is considered the king of the woods? Is it a troll, moose, or a cat? But you're you can't pronounce the name of the king of um, the woods. I can't pronounce the phrase. Hmm. Uh, I'm going with troll. That is also incorrect. <sighs> it's moose. It's moose. Moose. Yes. All well, right. We knew it wasn't cat. No. Um, here's here's a good one for you. Um, who is the king of Sweden? Is it? Carl Gustav the 15th, Carl Gustav the 16th, or Carl Gustav the 20th? I think I'm just going to say Alex Edler. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I, I I like it. It's Carl Gustav the 16th. So was that after, one of the options I gave? It was yes, Roman ru- was numerals. I want to make one. sure. Okay. After Carl Gustav the 16th. We'll then have Alex Adler take yeah. over. Where does uh, Henrik Lundqvist factor in? Ooh, well, I—I I mean, he's the king. They of call New York. him. He's king the king Henrik. of New York, though. King of yeah. So then that would be different. Yeah, that's why I'm going with Alex Adler. Mm-hmm. I try to keep it local for Kings fans here. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. I don't think Kings fans like Henrik, so I'm just you know, I want to take my yeah. New York side of things and bring it into this. Yeah, uh, that's fair enough. Okay, let me... All right, here can we go. Can I get one? Can you get me one here? I'm hoping you can get this one. All right. Which one of these song titles is a popular hit from the group ABBA? If I don't get this, my <laughs> wife is going to be pissed. 
the winter takes it all, the winner bakes it all, Volvo Vus or Waterloo? Oh, no, he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> I'm going with B. No, no, that's incorrect. Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll, let, let's try one more. All right. Let's try one more. Now, this is not something that we talked about in our conversation with Leas and, and Mo, um, which maybe we could have, but um, we, are, we, we, we didn't. So I want to know if you can guess. What do Swedes do when they meet for fika, I think is how you pronounce that. Are they A, th- throwing back a couple of pints? B, are they participating in arts and crafts? Are they getting massages or are they having a coffee and maybe a pastry? Coffee and pastry. That's correct. Yes. There you go. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that, but I I got one. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that was given the context of. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that'd be a good one. Massage. No, no, you're not getting a massage. I mean, Swedish massage is probably the best massage. That's what I've heard. You, you know never what? had one. No, I've never had one. What? I know. Wow. I know. All right. You know what? I'll, I'll give you one more. What's the capital of Sweden? Uh, no multiple, no multiple choice. choice on this No one? multiple choice. You know what? Fine. <laughs> let's, let's look it up. Okay. Stockholm is what I would guess. Well, that would be a good guess. All right. There you go. All I was right. just waiting for multiple choice. I, I didn't want to just blur it out Stockholm and then no, not Stock- have it be on the multiple choice and then be like, oh, man. Stockholm's correct. All right. A population of 980,000. And only, as you'll hear in, in a few minutes, only one junior league in yes. the whole country of Sweden. Or yeah. For hockey, at least. For hockey. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, it's interesting. And, you know, um, when we had this conversation with them, too, um, you know, we talk a little bit about soccer, which is kind of a trend at this point. Um, and at least with the euros, at least with the euros. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and when we talk about them, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a hockey guy, but I'm also a soccer fan. And I feel like given my position with the team, I'm, I'm not an SHL fan, let's say, but I'm a little bit more familiar with certain teams just because, you know, looking up, if you look up Leah's Anderson's background, you can go and see who he yeah. played for and where he scored a bunch of goals and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so I feel a little bit more well-versed when talking about the Swedish Hockey League, for example. And I'm a huge soccer fan and probably could not tell you very much about soccer in Sweden, other than the fact that the national team has a pretty good history. There's a lot of good players that have come out of Sweden. So I couldn't tell you about the, the domestic leagues in Sweden, um, but... You know, we don't have that specific conversation with these guys, but, um, you know, we do talk about kind of the, the fandom uh, in Sweden between hockey and soccer, which is something we talked about with Marco Sturm recently as well in Germany. Um, and I think that's super interesting because that's something that I think that we can also kind of relate to in the United States. Yeah, you know, I think we've been talking about soccer way too much on this podcast. We're going to have to <laughs> take that out moving forward. No more soccer questions. Going to need to get some more Canadian guys in here. Yeah, we need to cut the soccer. Yeah. I mean, between the World Cup and everything, there's just been a lot of soccer and <laughs> I'm not a fan. So we're just going to have to, you know, it's almost baseball season. I think we should just... For all the guests moving forward, we're gonna just talk baseball. Mm. If we're gonna if we're gonna move it off of hockey, no more. We're gonna have to find the baseball guys on the team. 
Oh, we got some. I know. I know. Yeah. We've we've got a few. We had we had some last year too. Yep. So interesting. We'll have to we'll we'll go that way. I know that you'll be a lot more. The one thing you'll, is you'll be happy. You can always count on when baseball season starts. There's a couple Jays fans on a hockey team usually because you got some Canadians. They're really into the Jays. So, um, you know, that'll be our equipment manager, Luke Ikes, who's been on the show before. He's a big Jays guy. Andre Carreri is, is also our strength and conditioning coach. Big Jays guy. Maybe we'll have a Jays cast when the, when they get going. Yeah. Uh, Brett Sutter was also a, a big Blue Jays fan. Yeah. Yeah. He, he texted me um, last year when they were in Anaheim and he was like, are you here? I was like, no, <laughs> sorry. I said, are you? And he went, yeah. I was like, well, good for you. So I know that he was a, he was a big blue Jays oh, guy yeah. too. It's usually he, how it goes with some of the Canadian guys. Oh yeah. He was, he was into it for sure. Especially in the off season when, Oh yeah. You know, season's over and um, that's, that's Canada's team. So there you go. We'll, we'll get into the baseball talk a little bit, a little bit more next time. I promise. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, here's our conversation with Leah Anderson and Jacob Movarari. Hope you enjoy. We are pleased to be joined uh, by two of the current Rain rostered players. We have uh, Leah Anderson and Jacob Movarari. Guys, uh, thanks very much for for hopping on here. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thanks for having us. Um, I guess you know I'll, I'll direct this first uh, at and maybe Jacob, but we'll kind of switch back and forth. I'm interested. You guys are pretty close, pretty good friends. How did you uh, how did you guys become so tight? Like, when did you guys be uh, start hanging out? Uh, it was like. Uh, when I started high school, I think in in Sweden, we both came to a team uh, that we hadn't played on before, and we went in the same class as well. But we started hanging out, and we liked each other's company and had a lot of fun. So it's been a good ride. Do you remember that, Lise? Oh yeah, I remember it. Uh, was it 2014, maybe? Yeah, something like something that. like that. We we met each other for the first time and. Ever since that day, really, we've been hanging out pretty much every day. So, uh, yeah, you know, been been lucky we're on the same team over in North America, too. I guess that's kind of crazy. Like, what what do you think the chances would be? You guys were on the same team when you were kids and now on the same team again so many years later at at a pro level. Uh, Probably not many guys can say that, I'm sure. No, I think we've been very lucky. It's it's very, very nice and it's calm to have a such a good friend on your team and it's fun as well share a lot of memories did you guys know any of the other swedish players on the team or in the organization before you came over uh yeah uh i know juice we played together and for the national team for a little bit and uh Fajimo is actually uh from from the same town as me he his dad played with my dad actually a funny story so i've known him for for a long long time too and yeah that's about it and uh kevin fiala was uh was a part of that hv team when me and mo played when we were younger so we know a few of them yeah and grundy too oh carl too yeah, yeah. and even rv we played a national team together too so pretty much all of them <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great i mean so we're starting to recruit more guys from that team like who else is on that team yeah. <laughs> yeah sweden is very small so hockey 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 Sweden is very little. I noticed something the other day during the game, and I honestly forget if it was one of you guys, if it was if it was Sammy, but Erickson Eck from San Diego skated off the other day and kind of gave him a a, a, a slap in the pads. And uh, do you guys know very many of the uh, of the opposing players that have come over from Sweden as well? 
Yeah, yeah, I think like Leah said, Sweden, hockey Sweden is pretty small, so you know of like all of them that's over here, but then you maybe not know everybody personally. But I think like you shared a little bit with them, even if you don't know them, because you both here and you're from the same country, so it's it's a little fun. Yeah, I I mean, in Sweden, there's no, there's not three or four different junior leagues. Uh, there's just one league that everybody plays in. There's one pro league. There is, I mean, there's different levels, but there's one one pro league that everyone plays in. There's one junior league. So I mean, you play against all these good players back in Sweden. It's not like the, you know, in Canada, it's the OHL or the QMHL or whatever it is. It's, it's Sweden's only one league, so it's a little smaller. Hmm. Interesting. As you guys uh, get more and more acclimated to to being in the U.S., I mean, for you guys, it seems like now, I mean, your start of really, I don't know. Do you see yourselves staying in the U.S. when you know when your playing career is over do you like it here what what are kind of some of the things that you've picked up about being here Ooh, good question i mean it, it, it's it's tough because it's it's really nice to be over here and i i really like the u.s and but at the same time we have our, our family and friends back in sweden so that's kind of the tough part and and with the nine nine hour time difference that's that's the toughest part yeah. uh but I can see in the future, uh, you know, going a little bit back and forth for yeah. sure. Uh, I mean, weather here is pretty good, and it's not it's not very good in Sweden in the winter. So, I I can see in the future for sure go go a little back and forth. Yeah, I I agree with what Leah said. I I really like US, and I think it's a great country. But I think, like you said, with the friends and family, that's kind of tough to live here like full time. You don't see them. Or you wouldn't see them so much. So I think that that would be pretty tough to to stay here for, for sure. As like after playing too, yeah. would be pretty nice to go home and be close to all your relatives and and friends. I guess a guy. I, I'm from New York, so you know I follow a lot of players from New York. But like you see a guy like Henrik Lundqvist. Obviously, he's made a lot of money, but you know he's back. It seems like he's back and forth. His brothers just finishing up his pro career right and then he's in new york so maybe something like that you could kind of do both yeah for sure i mean i mean hendrick has has his whole life in new york pretty much his whole growing life and he has two two daughters there too that that grew up in new york so i guess when you have kids and stuff it kind of changes your point of view a little bit but uh you know we'll see go ahead josh uh, i'm curious because i've got two rosters up in front of me right now. And one of them is the, the 2012 Stanley cup winning Kings team and the 2014 championship Kings team. And the first year, only two European players on the second year in 2014, only three Europeans and Andre Kopitar is one of them on both of those teams. Given that those were some of those really important LA Kings teams. And now, you know, we look to, this year and the last couple of years, and there are so many more European players in the organization and specifically Swedish players like the two of you and like other players just on the rain specifically. Do you guys put any stock in that? Do you do you take any pride in the fact that there's been a wave of European and Swedish players coming into the organization and, and, and you know, kind of building through the rain in the Kings ranks these last couple of years? Uh, I think it's pretty cool, first of all. That's a lot of, I mean, Europe is is pretty small compared to over here or i mean sweden and and all the countries over there are pretty small compared to over here so i think it's really cool and uh the fact that the kings like swedes specifically i think we're swedes are usually like 
can trust them on the ice and uh, usually decent guys off the ice. So you take pride in that for sure. And I mean, Sweden's such a good hockey country and we develop a lot of good players and good persons as well. So I think take a lot of pride in that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're lucky to, to be over here. Yeah, I think as well, it's, it's really cool. And it's a little extra fun too. I think when LA draft Swedes, cause it's, more here or as long as the Swedes are here it's it's nice and I think it's cool with more Europeans coming in here is it is it welcoming for you guys to know that obviously the two of you knew each other and you guys had some prior relationships with with other players in the organization but if there was a a, a new European player or Swedish player that walked into the locker room today would you hope that it that they would find more comfort in the fact that there's a, a pretty significant group of you in the organization yeah I, I think it, it helps a lot that it's more because maybe it's like a little easier to go to a, another European when you are a European then like to a North American right away, you feel like maybe a little more comfortable, even you don't know them. So I think it helps a lot for all the Euros that come in here that we are a bunch of Euros here. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I played in Hartford before the the Rangers HL team, and I my my first year I I didn't have a lot of a lot of Europeans, and that was tough. Uh, you know, coming over as a 18 19 year old and you don't you don't know anything basically about the team or or the city or the league or anything so i think it's 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 good for the young guys coming in now to have a few you're either if it's Finns or russians or czechs or swedes a few europeans that you can talk to and uh you know kind of you know that been, been been through the the same situation as you i think that's 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 key for you guys who are some of the guys that maybe you know helped you transition you know obviously you came over in a, a trade a little bit different you had been in the country uh, mo you get drafted by by the kings i mean who are some of the guys that were maybe in the room when you guys got here that that were influential just you know a europeans it doesn't even have to be a swede but maybe like a, you said like a european uh, i think obviously when i when i came to the kings we we had uh, a a lot of swedes already um uh, and also the the veteran guys on, on the Kings, then with the Kopi, Brownie, and Dewey, Quickie, Eds, all those guys, they were so welcoming and uh, really took care of all the new guys and invited us to their houses and you know, you know, showed us around and all that. So they were all the all the guys with the Kings up there, even doing training camp, were were great to me. That was new here. I mean, you've been here for a few yeah. few camps, but to come in as a new guy here was super super easy. Yeah, I remember when I when I got drafted here, there wasn't so many Euros, but the Juice was here and the Alex Lintuniemi. And they were they were like it was very nice to have them around. Even though I was gonna go back to juniors, like after training camp, but just like have them around. You could chat like a little bit with them and it helped so much. So those two were really nice to have in the organization when I came in. So what are some of the things that you guys find yourselves doing on, on, on an off day when you guys are here? Do you guys typically spend that time together or do you guys kind of go out and do your own thing? We usually spend it together. We play video games, maybe with uh, another guys on the team as well. So it, it's mostly video games, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
you like to go to the movies yeah i don't <laughs> so uh, sometimes we we go separate ways but usually it's uh go out for for uh for a nice lunch or something and enjoy the weather and then play some video games and just take her easy yeah. probably more video games now with the weather being not as good yeah. yeah but when we tell people in sweden that we are in los angeles on a day off whatever day it is sun is shining we're inside playing video games i think we're <laughs> so stupid but <laughs> i guess you get you get used to it here too <laughs> what do you guys play we play uh, Warzone right now. I've been playing a little bit of Hogwarts Legacy. Okay. But I've been doing it kind of like on the side when Leas and Bjornfoot especially haven't been online. Then I kind of sneak in a couple, an hour or two of Hogwarts <laughs> How Legacy. How is that game? Like, it's new, right? Just yeah. Like, everyone's been talking about it. I really like it because I'm a big Harry Potter fan. And it's it's very cool. They made it very cool. And you know, I think it's a great game. You guys play FIFA at all? Because I know that when we did um, our, our media day earlier in the year and we talked about who would do well at the World Cup, there were a lot of guys that said not just the the Swedes or the other Euros, but you two specifically. Yeah, I mean, we play. I'm a big soccer fan, almost a bigger fan of soccer than hockey. Uh, it's my my sport, and play a lot of FIFA, uh, and also play a lot of soccer in the in the in the summers. Uh, so. Yeah, big soccer fans. Yeah. Where do you go to play? We, we play, I mean, outside of my house, we have this soccer field. So usually I grab a few of my younger brother's friends and me and Mo bring a crew of ours and we just play like six versus six or five versus five, whatever. And it's usually heated matches. Yeah, nice. that sounds yeah. good. <laughs> it is very fun. It is important to win too because it's brother against brother rivalry (laughs) for the anderson so it's it is very important that the older team wins how old are your uh, brothers leas uh my brother's four years younger Uh and uh his whole crew is in that age span and uh you know me and most friends are all in the same age too so it's the young guys versus the the older (laughs) guys It's, it's a lot of fun Okay, so so when you play soccer mode, do you play? Are you more defender? And and Leah's, are you more forward? Yeah, I guess I'd like to be on the ball, and Mo is uh, Mo is more of a defensive guy, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a great uh, first touch. Leah's usually says my first touch is my last touch, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I kind of try to you know be a little more defender and just easy passes is for me because it, it goes <laughs> goes quick out there when the when we play our games. Fair enough. So when you guys, um, when it comes to soccer, I know I know a lot of a, a lot of hockey players are, are really into soccer. Do you kind of see that kind of work itself out where the guys who are more, uh, the guys who are forwards on the ice are a little bit more aggressive with the ball um, in soccer versus playing defense? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, guys that are, Playing playing offense in in soccer are usually not not very good at defending, uh, and I guess it's, it makes a lot of sense translating into hockey too. Who plays goal? Uh, we usually put the worst player in in, in goal. <laughs> I'm not going to mention his name here, but if he listens to this, he he, he knows who he is. <laughs> so in Sweden, we talked about a little bit with uh, we had Marco on recently, and we were talking about Germany and. You know, the fact that, you know, where does hockey rank? Because here in the U.S., right, there's so many different sports and hockey is kind of a little bit more of a niche. I mean, we're always trying to market ourselves and and get new fans. There's a lot of great fans, but 
we're looking for more in the U.S. There's some other sports, but you know, in Europe, Marco was saying that after soccer, hockey might be the next most popular sport. I mean, how do you guys see it when you're back over there? Is where do, where does it kind of fall into the line? I yeah. think yeah, I think it's like the same as in Germany for Sweden. Soccer is the number one sport, but I think hockey is very big in Sweden. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so- soccer in Europe is huge, obviously, and 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 uh, and hockey is it's closing up on it. it's a lot it's huge in Sweden and uh, Germany is growing and growing too. So, yeah, I mean, they don't have they don't have a lot of a lot of trouble trouble in, in Sweden getting fans to the games. It's pretty easy. It, so, so is it maybe number one and number two both in 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 fandom or in like participation or or, or youth leagues or things like that. I think yeah, fandom, especially soccer fans, they, like they're more soccer fans than hockey fans. Even though in or in Sweden, even though there is a ton of hockey fans too, but usually there's more for soccer. Okay. And I think as well uh, with participants, I think soccer is so you don't need so many like equipment and stuff. So it's pretty easy to for kids to start playing, even though they might not like it they it's easier to start in soccer than hockey because you need all the pads and yeah skates and i mean stick. it co- costs a lot of money to play hockey and yeah get the skates these days or what are they a thousand bucks yeah yeah and you know sticks and everything so it's it's tough soccer you only need a ball pretty much so i yeah. i get why why that sport's growing too because it's so i mean so easy to go find find a ball and play yeah so for for I mean, I, so so Leah's brought this up, so I'll, so I'll start with you. But given that you said you know soccer is your your sport, how did you end up going more down the hockey route as opposed to soccer, which maybe is where you see yourself more as a fan? I I, I just think uh, hockey. I have more fun like playing hockey and and being around hockey people. I'm more interested in like you know tactics and different you know players and that and. No, I'm I'm from a hockey family too, so we kind of just took that path. And uh, but I think like when I got older, I mean, watching soccer makes me think think away from hockey a little bit, and you know, listen to soccer podcasts and you know, watch different shows on TV that talks about soccer. Just gives me a far away from hockey, which I really like when I'm not at the rink when I'm at home. Who's yeah. your team? Liverpool. Oh man. <laughs> Oh man, so so we've got Andre is a Man City fan, and then Leah's is a Liverpool fan. Are there any United fans anywhere on the team? Um, I don't think so. That's disappointing. Yeah, yeah I don't think I we don't have know. any. They're like rooting for the Yankees. Why would you root for them? <laughs> Ooh, Man United. Yeah. Oh, what about what about City and Liverpool though? No, City. They're like the Mets. They're they're new. They're new money. Yeah, that you can't root you for can't, City. They're well, City. I, I agree. City is not like a historic team. They just. They just came up ten years ago. Yeah. Before that, they had nothing. Do you feel really smart now? <laughs> I just you know, I know a few things. Yeah, I know a few things. Yeah, fair enough. Mo, fair who enough. do you who do you root for? I root for Tottenham, the Hotspur. That's not yeah. as bad. No, I can good. live with that one. Yeah, <laughs> I have a friend who's a fan of Wolverhampton. Oh, wow. he's really sticking it out. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we it, tried to pick like I was when I was in college. I picked Villa. Yeah, Aston Villa. Okay, that's yeah. good too. And then. We had another guy. This is maybe making myself seem really old, but when I got to college, my roommate was a Man City fan. But that was like 
old ownership. Yeah. So they were, he was like, my team is terrible, but I watch the games anyway. And then as each year went on in college, Man City was getting better and starting acquiring more and more players. And then yeah. he was like, man, I don't even know if I can root that. In college, he was like, now I'm rooting for the favorite. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's uh, someone who I'm not sure if you guys, you guys would know him. He might've been here covering the Kings before you guys were here, but he was somebody I went to college with and uh, he is a diehard, like whole city fan. Oh, and he was a whole fan when they were in the premier league and they've been what relegated like three times now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I feel bad for the guy. Yeah. I don't even know how you watch the games. anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. Does anyone watch like you guys are soccer fans? So premier league is obviously the top league, but then when you get relegated, does anybody watch what's that called? The championship? The, the, yeah. The yeah, championship. In England, does yeah. anyone watch that? Nah, not really. You have to have more like subscriptions and stuff. Mm. So another friend of mine was a Middlesbrough fan when they were in the Premier League for one year, and he's like, "They're gonna stay," and then they got relegated. And he, they've stayed in the Championship, so he has to like pay for other subscriptions. <laughs> yeah. Like he, ha- <laughs> he has to subscribe to the actual like English streaming services, like the AHL TV. Yeah. Like we sit here and we're like, "Oh, the AHL a podcast about the AHL." So does anybody watch the Championship? <laughs> Well, there you go. Yeah. I'm sure there's. I'm sure we've got people in in Sweden that that follow these two and the other guys that that probably subscribe to AHL TV for sure. That's oh, probably yeah, what it's sure. like. There yeah. you go. I'm sure that Sweden, outside of the U.S. and Canada, probably one of the highest subscriptions for AHL TV. Yeah, has yeah. to be right. Like, yeah. yeah, you guys, family. I mean, what's it like for them to try to stay in touch with what's going on? I mean, the time difference you mentioned at least. I mean, <laughs> I can't even imagine trying to stay up or get up early. I mean the to, to follow the, whether you know NHL or AHL, it's just yeah. probably tough. Yeah, tough. yeah. What's tough. what's good here? It, I I feel like it was worse when I was on the other side because then the, the then the game started a little after midnight, so yeah, like one thirty or whatever. And here they started like five a.m. So now they can actually like wake up at six and you know watch the game from the beginning. I mean, six isn't too bad to go up. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel it's better over here just hockey wise because you can wake up real early. Yeah, on the other side, it's more you have to spend the whole night up and watch the game. So, uh, I mean, they're doing a good job if they want to watch, just wake up early and watch the game. Yeah, my dad uh, told me that because I played in. He likes to watch the games, and I when I played in Mississauga in OHL, it was the same. I think it was t- same time zone as New York for Elias there, so it was it was harder to watch because it was earlier mm-hmm. or like later. When you and when you finish, if you have a game in in the Pacific, when you finish the game, I guess you can call home and yeah, for and sure. talk about it. So that's yeah. kind of nice, I yeah. guess, right? Yeah, like yeah. You finish the game and it's a, you know it's normal time in the morning. Maybe it's nine o'clock. Hey, did you guys watch? Or if they missed it, it's not like you're waking somebody up. So that's yeah. probably nice for sure. For sure. Yeah. How often do you guys talk to family after games? Then, for example, oh, not much. I don't, my uh, my family knows how I am (laughs) trying to leave me (laughs) especially if I don't have a really good game and I don't talk to them but I get a text if I you know score a goal or whatever and we play we win the game they say congrats and uh, my dad is usually not like that he's more like good job on to the next one focus (laughs) so yeah every now and then I talk to them after the game yeah I talk uh, maybe a little more often like not every game but Maybe like for if it's seventy two games, maybe like fifty five, sixty. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, it is. But I like to, you know, 
if if my dad watched it, it's nice to talk a little bit about the game. Did he play when uh, when he was growing up at all? How did how did he kind of does he understand everything? I mean, he's in the end of the game. Like he didn't he didn't play hockey, but he's watched a lot of hockey. So he maybe maybe not the best guy, but I think still he has a pretty good, good hockey. Yeah, he's good good analysis of what's going on. Yeah, like not not bad at all. <laughs> Always on your side. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so I I, I want to ask you guys, and I don't know if this is going to be a hot topic of conversation or not. I'm completely blind going into this. Have you guys had Norwegian meatballs by chance? Because if so, what is the difference between Swedish meatballs and Norwegian meatballs? Where did you come up with this? <laughs> My girlfriend's Norwegian, oh, and okay. I told her we were doing a podcast with two uh, Swedish players today, and she said... Ask about Norwegian meatballs. I was oh. like, well, that's a different country. So, wow, I don't know. I don't know if it's any difference. I don't know either. I never. Do they do like lingonberry and like the gravy and stuff in Norway? Too? I think so. Do you know that? Yeah, I, I guess. Think, so. I think it's the same. Maybe it's different, like um, how the meatball is made, like the the meat. Maybe I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I don't know anything. Yeah, I, I don't I'm, I'm just curious. I went over for Christmas, and they did a whole Norwegian Christmas. And they made meatballs. It was good. And now she's telling me to ask about it. But Oof. sounds like you know more than they do. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. Okay, so then, so then, what? What is it about Swedish meatballs? I know that out here people are like, go to IKEA and get Swedish meatballs. But what is what is it about actual Swedish meatballs? Do they live up to the hype? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's not the meatballs in general that's very good. I think just the the like the sides that comes with it, like the mashed potatoes with the gravy and and uh, like the pickled cucumber and uh, you know the lingonberry sauce i think that's what makes it good like you combine all that together i think that that's what makes it a, a good dish the meatballs in general just i mean very average i would say i yeah. mean they're good but they're not outstanding but you can kind of play with it then too so it's not like it's not like you know, it's going to come the same way every time you can mess with it and make it different ways. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can, you can use like breading in it you can use like onions, you can use, you know, whatever you like. Or, I mean, there's not no like real way to do it. I think you okay. just, however you like him, I guess. And just, but the lingonberry sauce and like the, the gravy that comes with it are, are key to the dish. I would say, what do you think? Mo? I agree. I think those are, it's just nice. You take the meatball, a little sauce and you put a little bit of lingonberry on and yes everything together and even like a little mashed potato too just everything just makes the dish yeah really good i'm gonna write all this down yeah you well, should you yeah. don't have to because we're recording it i'll <laughs> slip, we'll slip it and send it yeah <laughs> i remember i had a conversation with mo last year i remember this where you were saying you're a big sauce guy you yeah. love sauces <laughs> And you were complaining that we didn't have <laughs> sauces in in the locker room, right? But now we do. Yeah. We've we, got so many. We have a whole rack of them. I mean, I feel like that was your influence. I don't think we would have had it. Yeah. It might be. I'm not going to take any credit, but... You probably should. I'm very happy of how it looks now. Yeah. What kind of sauces are we talking about well, like here? dressings, like, you know, ketchup, mustard. Yeah. Barbecue sauce. Yeah. Like, whatever condiments that you like on your food. But, like, salad, whatever, ranch. I mean... I think you were just saying it was too plain. You need to need to spice it up. Yeah, I like to have like a little buffet of couple sauces, different sauces, and you can kind of like if it's meat, we get meat, and you can kind of just like run it through every sauce, and it's yeah. 
<laughs> Great flavor. Well, it reminded me because you were talking about the Swedish meatballs and you're saying how the sauce is most important. I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, Joe loves the sauce. Yeah, sauce. Yeah. <laughs> so, like we eat sauce to pretty much everything in Sweden. Like really? you know, we eat steak. We have five different sauces at the table. You know, we eat like everything is with sauce. And I feel like we always talk about that when we go grocery shopping. I wish they had more sauces here. Mm. That's the one thing I would. So, I what would, are some of the sauces that we're missing? Like, what do we need to? What does the U.S. need to bring over from? from there, Europe? There's one for sure. You guys have it at a few like steakhouses, but not to get in store. Like the Bernays sauce. Mm, Bernays. Okay. Yeah, that's really big in Sweden. Either okay. cold or hot doesn't really matter. They they sell it both, and that's really good. I do miss. Uh, it's called mango raya. It's kind of for like uh, chicken. It's okay. very good. Yeah, wow. it's like it's like tangy. Yeah, it's like kind of like tastes like mango, but like with a little spice okay. and like yeah, like mayo, mango spice. Mayo mayo. Yeah, yeah. Like All right. something like that. It's I like a like... it's like a mango chutney. Yeah, okay. Kind of mixed with like mayo, like something like that. I would say. Yeah. If anyone would have it, it would be Southern California, right? Like yeah, you would think tropical. You know, like. Tropical type fruit. Mm-hmm. We'll have to ask uh, Matt Millar see uh, see if he's heard of any sauces here that uh, he's strictly barbecue. <laughs> he's only doing the barbecue. He's yeah. not messing with anything else. <laughs> so so, what are some of the sauces that you guys maybe weren't familiar with that have, that you've tried over here that you enjoy? I can say one that I don't like. That's the the A one sauce or whatever. That steak sauce overrated. Oh, yeah. so overrated. Yeah. You guys agree or no? Yeah, I think I, I definitely agree. Yeah, it's, I don't I never Terrible. use it. No. no, I'll put like a like a a dab of it on the side just in case. But I won't. I know people that pour it over. I actually, steak yeah, I can't do that. Can't do that. If I have to use that, that means the meat is not good. Yeah, <laughs> like that's almost an indictment on the food yeah. that I'm using that to try to make it taste better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if some if I'm over somebody's house and I'm like. You know, I get the A one. <laughs> I don't want to say that it's not good, but yeah. that's not. Good. I feel like I've never, I've never been sitting somewhere and then said, "Hey, can you guys get some A one sauce?" It's like cook with it, maybe, or like the Worcestershire sauce. Like you can cook with that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put that on anything. No, no, no. Yeah. All right, my last thing that I've got for these guys, and we appreciate you guys' time. Um, it's pretty, pretty fun having you guys in here, but. I mean, bring it back to hockey a little bit. This is a stressful week for for everybody. Like the trade deadline's coming up, and I mean, we're on the ice for practice, and it's Patrick Kane, and it's you know Marcus Johansson just got moved, and all these guys are getting traded like every ten minutes. I mean, what's that like as a player? Even if you don't hear your name, just kind of being around in the environment, and you know, kind of even even if it's not yourself, but it's just other guys you know, so many guys throughout the league. Like, what's this time of year like being a player? It's, I mean, it's tough. Uh, I mean, you get used to it. Been here so long now, yeah. but uh, it's tough to, to to see friends go. Obviously, uh, I remember a funny funny story. I make it short, but my 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 first year in the American League, I my fifth sixth game or whatever, uh, we come to the rink and two guys on our team got traded like two hours before the game. Just came to the rink. He's like, they got traded. To the team we're playing against, <laughs> for two other guys on their team. <laughs> so, two are my friends that I just met and you know really like just got shipped away, and that was my first year in North America. It's like, oh wow, like I'm never gonna see him again. <laughs> Except for you saw him that day, I guess. If yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that was actually the last time I saw him. Wow, and I haven't seen him since. So you know, 
that was a, a tough start, uh, but you you learn quick, and it's part of the business, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it is tough to see friends go, and maybe like they really like to be somewhere, but it is a a business. So I, I I've learned that side too. It's kind of hard, like first when you get there, you kind of don't understand anything, but then you kind of like as the years go, and I kind of understand how it works. I guess on the other side of things, you know, somebody might new come into the room that maybe you knew before or you're friends with or become friends with. So it's sure. always, there's always guys in and out, but still just to kind of go through that, I'm sure in the middle of the season, it's one thing in the off season, you're at home. Yeah. Oh, hey, like there's moves happening. But in season like this, it just can be so fluid. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's a part of the business. And uh, I think it's a cool part of the business, too. I mean, gives a lot of guys new opportunities and and good looks i mean i've been traded once and i think it's a it's a it's a good part of the business that they have that for sure i guess last one for me is um you know we're kind of coming down into the i don't want to say the home stretch just quite yet but the last couple of months here um where have you guys seen each of your you know individual um games kind of grow this season and what are you looking forward to um coming down these final few months I think maybe I've uh, from the start of the season I, I really felt more um, I can chip in more offensively. Do like that's how I felt I've developed a little bit during the season as the games go on. That's one thing I've really like I tried to think about and I think it's worked a little bit too developing that side. Yeah, I I'm, first of all, it's been been great to be to be healthy for me. It was tough last year with a lot of injuries, so just trying to stay healthy really and and uh, work my game back to to where it was before for the injury. And uh, I think it's been working decent so far, and I feel like we've been taking steps. Uh, maybe not the the last few games here, but uh, slowly taking steps all year. I was going to ask you too. I don't I don't know if I've asked you this after any games, but you know, when I kind of went back and looked uh Leas for you at your your career every year you've had like every season there you're up somewhere, you're down, you get it seems like this year maybe is the first time no injury, no, you know, you're kind of stable. I mean, how much has that helped your game just to know where you are in the lineup? Every day you come in, hey, I'm playing with Tynes. I know where I'm at. How much has that helped your game? Yeah, it's it's been awesome. Uh, I mean, if you if you look at my career the, these last five years, six years, or whatever, it's been it's been, you know, back and forth, uh, HL, NHL, Sweden. It's been it's been challenging for sure. And uh, last year injury, you know, so it's been it's been great. I'm I'm more than happy to be here, and it's been a, it's been a great year. You know, as you said, come in every day and know your spot and do your work and. Don't have to worry about anything else. Just just play your game and work on your game. So it's been it's been great, and I'm I'm really happy for that. Well, we we appreciate you guys coming in here. Uh, like I said, kind of nice to add you to the list of of players we've had on here. But we haven't done combo interview in a while. So yeah, it's been, it's been a while. Nice to get both of the uh, both of you guys. We, I was saying before too, we wanted to bring in like all the Swedes. Yeah, but we got to invest in some more microphones. <laughs> a full on Swede cat. We I don't know if we could just have we, there's the four of us gathered around the table i don't know how many people we could fit in here so well we just need a couple more mics up but also we were saying maybe some of those other guys are quiet like we could bring toby bjornfoot in here but he might not say much so <laughs> he might just be kind of adding in just standing here i don't know he's yeah. not as talkative as he <laughs>
but uh, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, best of luck as we uh, continue through here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you having so us. so much. Thanks to those guys. Definitely looking forward to having some more players on in the coming weeks. If you have any suggestions, uh, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. Send a recommendation along if you want to hear from a certain player. Also, go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. We had Marco Sturm recently, TJ Tynan earlier this season, Jacob Doty. Um, so, you know, obviously last year we had some of the other guys, Taylor Ward, Andre Lee. So looking forward to catching up with some more guys soon. And Josh, you know, this is the stretch run for the rain. I think our next episode is going to be just after the trade deadline uh, in both the NHL and AHL. And maybe the roster will be potentially a little bit different. So far, Kings haven't made any moves as of this recording. That could change in about five, ten minutes with the way things are going. Yeah, who knows? Uh, you never know what could what could happen. I know that uh, Jesse Cohen on all the Kings men is going to be having any episodes. If, if there are moves, he will have an episode as soon as possible to cover any Kings moves. I'm sure uh, we'll try to do the same with the rain. Maybe a little quick, quick update if something happens in Rainland. But uh, the calendar is flipped to March and man, there's a lot of games in there's March. A lot of <laughs> Not games. a lot of practices, a lot of games for, for the Ontario rain in March. Yeah. Yeah. There definitely is. And of, of course it starts uh, Wednesday, March 1st. Why not start the month with a game? So you get Abbotsford for the first time since opening night, uh, the rain, thrashed the Canucks on opening night. And uh, since then, they both went their separate ra- ways and haven't seen them since. I was doing a prep for that game this week and pulled up Abbotsford's roster, pulled up my my spot chart with uh, all of Abbotsford's players 14. and uh, three different goalies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, uh, and that might change. That could change quickly too, too with, with the trade deadline. Exactly. Vancouver's a team that's selling. Uh, there's guys like Brock Besser on the uh yeah on the trade block and you know that could change the Abbotsford roster pretty quickly yeah yeah it it, it easily could um and that's kind of something that we've seen at least for prepping for different games recently um so you know going through March the rain are going to see a lot of the Abbotsford Canucks um there's no more games against San Diego that the SoCal series has has run its course for this season the rain took uh, six of eight meetings against San Diego. Their only two losses were actually both at home. Uh, four road wins for Ontario this year um, against San Diego and a lot of games against Abbotsford in the next month, um, a few games in Tucson. Um, there's still games to be played against both Colorado and Coachella Valley. Um, and of course, uh, Coachella Valley has been such a great series with the rain this season. Only two games between the two this season have not been decided by one goal. Uh, there's been a couple of overtime games. There's been a couple of shootout games. And, of course, the the uh, all-time series started with a 7-6 to six game that was decided in the final minute. So um, that's a season series we've been watching closely and we've been excited to be um, a part of uh, with Coachella Valley. So a lot of games coming up in March and uh, and a lot of fun theme nights to go along with them. Well, we can report that there was a trade for that might affect the Canucks while we're recording wow. this. Luke Shen has been traded. So that was a player off Vancouver's roster and Abbotsford might lose, might lose a forward. As a they, they certainly might. And, and of course, somebody that we are familiar with and rain fans and Kings fans might be familiar with is uh Christian Willannon. Uh He was absolutely tearing it up in the AHL this year. He was actually leading the league in assists until he was actually passed in January by TJ Tynan. And then he got called up to Vancouver. Um, so he's been playing up with, with the NHL club recently. And um, some news from him today. Unfortunately, he was fined he was. for a slash. So 
couple little bit of money out of Christian Willannon's pocket today. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, so 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 Christian Willannon, you know, he's he's been up, and and that's something that we'll see with you know, I don't. Who knows what we'll see from the Kings? Um, the Kings and the Rain are both. I think in pretty good positions right now, both in the standings and and with their roster composition. And obviously, I think you could expect some things to change, even just a small amount. Um, but Ontario is going to have a lot of opponents on its schedule throughout the time of recording through the end of the regular season where the AHL affiliates will be impacted by what the NHL club does, maybe even more than the rain based off of what and if the Kings decide to do anything. So um, and. You know, example number one is the Abbotsford Canucks. Um, and, you know, we've already seen a handful of moves recently that have affected Tucson and have affected Henderson. Um, and I think that that's a trend that we're going to see continue. All right. Before we sign off, I'm going to give you an opportunity here. Pick one player off the rain roster who has impressed you lately. This is uh, our version of King of the Week. If you had to pick one rain player who you've been impressed with that you want to highlight go um i am going to jump right in and say that samuel fagimo um has is going to be my player to highlight here he's been terrific for the rain this season um since he got called up to the kings you know he scored when he was up with the kings um and then came back down after the kings last road trip um and since then he's just scored a bunch for the ontario rain um, 18 goals this season in 38 games. He's up to 24 points on the year. Um, he scored power play goals in consecutive games for the rain at the time of the recording. Um, and over the last 10 games for him, he's got six goals. And that does not include three shootout game winning goals uh, in that stretch as well. Um, he has become almost automatic for the rain in a shootout this season. Um, and a lot of that has been lately. Um, he's just been very reliable for Ontario. He's started to shoot more on the power play. They've tried to get him the puck more from the left circle so that he can tee one up. He's got a great wrist shot. He's got a great slap shot. And we talked to Marco Sturm recently, and, and he said, you know, we've been working a lot with Sammy as of late, not just to get the puck to him, not just for him to try to get a shot off, but more importantly, to hit the net and to hit certain locations on the net and force the goaltender to make saves. And lately, that's really paid off for him. And then, of course, in the shootout, he's three for four this season and now up to five for eight in his career in the AHL. So um, he's been very clutch for the rain in, in the shootout. He's kind of stuck in the fourth round, and he's got three winners in three shootouts over the last two weeks. I'm going with Toby Bisson. Uh, as my highlight player as of late, just because I think he's his game has gotten better and better as the season's gone on. But now he, with Tobias Bjornfoot called up for this most recent Kings road trip, he's been a top pairing defenseman with Jordan Spence. And if you started the season and you looked at the Kings roster and you look at the rain roster and you're like, okay, they signed this free agent named Toby Paquette Bisson. And we don't know what, anything i mean there's literally no expectation for his game i mean we knew he played for laval and played in a deep playoff run with the rocket last year um you know i knew he came up through through the echl with the cincinnati cyclones and had earned himself a spot in the american league but this was his first nhl contract of his career and to think that you know all of the defensive depth it's not that the kings 
have injuries on defense. I mean, this is a team in L.A. that has knock on, you know, this table been pretty healthy for the entirety majority of the season with with their defense. And Toby Bisson is is a top pairing defenseman for the Ontario Reign. So, congrats to him. I mean, this is a great great thing for his career. Uh, you know, who knows where he's going to play in the future? As I'm pretty sure he was just on a one year deal here. But I would think that Marco Sturm and his coaching staff they have to be thrilled that he's a guy who was signed. You don't know what to expect, and he's eating up this many minutes. I mean, Jacob Moverari obviously is has been excellent as well and you know we just heard from him a little bit and and him getting acclimated Cameron Gauntz has been out with an injury for the last month uh Helge Granz Kim Nosiani and Frederick Allard there's other guys on the blue line that have that have played well but for Bisson to to log this many minutes and have this big of an impact um that's that's great and so you know maybe uh it'll be the French Canadian cast next time we'll get Freddie and Toby yeah, uh, on the podcast together. I know we floated that out. That might be our next uh, group of guys to bring on here and try to keep it in English as much as possible. But those guys are speaking <laughs> French all the time. Yeah, well, they they were paired together for a good you know portion of the season too. And usually, the only times that they're not paired together is when Toby Bisson has not been playing with Jordan Spence, and of course, right now he's he's been up with LA. So Jordan Spence and Toby Bisson have have matched, and you know instead of that, you know French. D pairing, you get the the two one and the one two D pairing with number twelve Bison and number twenty one Spence. So um, they've been fun to watch. Um, they... I'll have to ask them too because they both played in the Quebec Junior League. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know Toby speaks French. I'm not sure what Spenny's French is like if he's if he picks up any of that from his time in juniors. Yeah, I, I, I'm. He's clearly a bilingual guy. He, he speaks is. Japanese as well. Yeah, yeah, he is. So, um, and and obviously Jordan Spence has a great story too. So if you if you mix in a little bit of French in there too, that yeah, just we're makes to the guy him. all that much uh, more interesting too. All right, well that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Rain Check Podcast. Again, check out our previous episodes. We will have more coming for you soon as the rain continue down the stretch here for the 2022-23 season. Have a great one, everybody.